Welcome to The Average Mama. This podcast is an exploration of different themes guided by my own experiences as a new mum. Thank you for joining me for the eighth episode of The Average Mama. My name is Sarah. I have been mum for less than a year and I live in Canberra, Australia. This week I will be discussing maternal mortality and the work of one Australian organisation which helps women who are at the highest risk. We'll also be hearing today from an awesome and hardworking woman from Western Australia who volunteers her time to support the work of this organisation. I first paid attention to the global issue of maternal mortality in 2015 when I was pregnant with our baby girl. My antenatal care was provided by a public hospital in Canberra and I was astounded and grateful for the high quality and freely available healthcare which I had access to. As a pregnant woman I was well taken care of and I felt that the best possible preparations were made for our baby to safely enter this world. It was at this time that I learned that over 800 women die every day from preventable causes related to pregnancy and childbirth. In Australia, a woman's chance of dying from complications during pregnancy or delivery is one in 8,100. By comparison, in Somalia, the chances that of every woman of the age 15 and over one in 16 of those women will eventually die from a pregnancy-related cause. Maternal mortality is highest where there is a low level of skilled birth attendance. The absence of skilled care is primarily due to isolation, political instability, poor transport or poverty, which means that most of the women lost in childbirth or to pregnancy-related causes are in remote, rural and poor communities. So, freshly horrified by this information, which I suddenly felt so close to, I mean, it was sheer luck that I was sitting comfortably in the safety of Canberra when hundreds of women wouldn't survive their pregnancy on a given day. The least I could do was some Googling. I searched for an Australian charity registered with the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission, which might be working to help these women. And that is where I discovered the Birthing Kit Foundation Australia. This organisation is dedicated to providing clean and safe birthing environments for women in developing countries. It does this by distributing birthing kits and funding midwifery training programs. The birthing kits are designed to be simple, cheap and effective for the very poorest women in the most remote areas of the world who are giving birth at home. I'm now a passionate supporter of this organisation and I will return to more details about their work and about maternal mortality but first I would love to introduce you to someone I had the privilege of meeting over the phone last week. Catherine Flesher is from Western Australia and was recommended to me by the Birthing Kit Foundation, who described Catherine as one of our superstar supporters who has run a number of assembly days and has gone from strength to strength with an extraordinary amount of passion and enthusiasm for our cause. We are nothing without these amazing supporters who fundraise and run assembly days on our behalf. Thank you so much for joining me. To get started, I'd love to hear a bit more about yourself. Well, I am a mum of two kids, which keeps me pretty busy. And before and after having the kids, um, I have been a registered nurse. So uh, straight out of school, I went to uni and did nursing and very quickly started leading that in the direction of children's health. Um, I'm one of those people who are baby people, love babies, love communicating with them, love keeping them safe and just have always had a huge interest in, in paediatric health and in maternal health. 
So I had my children and as you know, you just change in every way. Once you become a mum, it touches every aspect of your life. And probably when my youngest was in kindy, I went back to work part-time and just started to look for ways that I could volunteer again because I used to volunteer in my community before I had my kids. And once she was at, she was at school, I just realised I had time again to give back. So I was kind of on the lookout for different ways that I could volunteer or support a group that I cared about. And I just so happened to be watching the 7pm project one night and they covered a story on the Birthing Kit Foundation and I just had goosebumps all over me. I, um, I like yourself, felt very lucky to have had such amazing health care and to be able to have healthy children in a healthy um, environment and I just couldn't believe what a difference the Birthing Kit Foundation were making um, in such an easy, tangible way. So as you can tell, this is an issue that Catherine and I are both very passionate about and I think one thing that is really important to understand in the first place is why there is such a high incidence of maternal mortality. Most maternal deaths are preventable, as the healthcare solutions to prevent or manage complications are well known. The major complications that account for most maternal deaths are severe bleeding, infections, high blood pressure during pregnancy, complications from delivery and unsafe abortion. Maternal health and newborn health are closely linked. Timely management and treatment can make the difference between life and death for both the mother and the baby, so skilled attendance at births makes a critical difference. Sadly, the risk of maternal mortality is highest for adolescent girls under 15 years of age. Complications in pregnancy and childbirth are a leading cause of death among adolescent girls in developing countries. This issue is obviously complex, diverse and far-reaching, but two major themes emerge when considering options to counter the risk for these women. These are education for birthing attendants and access to a clean birthing environment. This is where the Birthing Kit Foundation steps in. This organisation assists women in the most challenging situations who have little or no assistance during childbirth and often give birth at home. By providing clean birthing kits to these mothers, they have the resources to reduce infection. The foundation also funds training programs to educate traditional birth attendants and complement kit distribution. The kits are distributed by partner charities working locally overseas with the assistance of health professionals who give instructions on how to use the kits correctly and dispose of the waste safely. You will hear Catherine and I discussing assembly days. These are events which are held by volunteers to assemble birthing kits for the foundation. The kits are intentionally simple so that they are easy to understand and use. They contain the following six items. A plastic sheet for the birthing mother to lie on to prevent mother and baby coming into contact with the floor or ground. Five gauze squares to wipe secretions from the baby's eyes and the mother's perineum. Three cords for clean tying of the umbilical cord to prevent bleeding for mother and baby. Two gloves for a birth attendant to maintain clean hands and to prevent the attendant transmitting germs to mother and baby. A sterile scalpel blade for a clean cut of the umbilical cord. And soap. 
This is for clean hands, again for the birth attendant to avoid transmitting germs to mother and baby, and for washing and drying the stumps to prevent infection. Let's hear from Catherine again. I loved having this chat with her. I found her perspective refreshing and inspiring. So after I heard the story on the Birthing Kit Foundation, I just went online and Googled them and had a look. And I just bit the bullet and thought, yeah, I'm going to fundraise for the foundation and um, hold an assembly day. And an assembly day is where you have raised funds for the medical supplies that go into a birthing kit. And then I took all the funds that I raised and then I purchased those supplies from the foundation. And then I just booked out a big hall and invited as many people along as would come and you assemble the medical supplies into birthing kits and then they're shipped off on an as-need basis um, around the world to women and, and their babies who need them. So um, I, just, I just jumped into it really and, and I loved it. Uh, it went well. I found the response and the support from my community was really, really good and other people loved it too. And I've just continued on every year over the last um, five years with a girlfriend of mine. She does it with me as well um, to support the foundation. So that's really how I came across it and, and how I've come along with them. That's fantastic. So do you run one each year? Is that how, you, how you've been going? Yeah. yeah, I do. I just run one a year. Um, because obviously there's so many people out there in need yeah. and so many foundations and fundraisers. Um, so I do find that because I'm only asking my community to support me, um, I find once in the year is enough. And um, it works so well because the kits just cost $3 each. Mm -hmm. So whether somebody wants to give me $3 or $300, it, both of them make such a difference and I find that people who can't financially support uh, my fundraising, they often then give me their time at the assembly day yeah. to yeah, make it's up the kids. a beautiful model like that, isn't it? Just, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I ask how many um, kits you normally make? Has it increased in time or do you go, is there a standard that you try and stick to? Well, it has increased at times, and I suppose it's really been dependent on how much work I have put into driving the fundraiser, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah. my first year, because I didn't know what I was doing and <laughs> I didn't know how it would be received, yeah. um, I, just, I just literally wrote up an email saying, hi, family and friends, uh, this is what I want to do, please give me your money and then <laughs> this is what it's going towards and then please come to my assembly day and make the kids. And um, I raised $6,600, wow. which enabled us to make 2,200 kids. That's fantastic. So that was, it was fantastic. That was my first year. Um, then the second year, it grew a little bit. I started getting regulars who would support me every year and I'd have some um, not be able to support me that year and, and new ones join. So the second year I did uh, very similar. It was 6,680. Wow. But then the third year, I thought, right, let's give this a real kicker. And I didn't just put it out to my community. I really implored my community to send it to their community. 
to send it on. I put it out there on social media and I also cold called businesses and I got businesses who couldn't afford or or, uh, want to or had already had the allocation of fundraising taken to support me with products and services and I raffled those off um, as an incentive for people to support me as well. So that obviously took a lot more of my time um, and put me out of my comfort zone, um, Mm. going to businesses and and people on the cold, but we raised $9,000 in the third year and made 3,000 kids. Wow, that's inspirational. That's incredible. <laughs> Amazing work. Yeah, well, I, I think it's really um, says a lot about the model of the foundation in that people can relate and it is so easy, um, you know, just the cost of a coffee for people to support it. So mm-hmm. it's so accessible. And then um, the fourth year, we, we've we gone down a little bit over the last, the fourth and fifth year um, because I haven't driven it as hard. And pe- I don't know about your community, but people in my community um, are, are hurting a bit with their finances and their jobs. And so I suppose I took a little bit of a softer approach and um, and we've done kind of four and 5,000 over the last couple of years. Wow, that's still incredible. So many lives that you're directly directly supporting. Yes. It makes a huge difference because each kit helps two people. It's the mother and it's the baby, which is awesome. Yeah, that's something I hadn't thought about it like that, but of course, <laughs> of course it affects the baby too. Yeah, no, it's just incredibly tangible, the tangible effect that you have that you can help. That's right. Another mother. And that's, that's one of the things I didn't, realize was going to come out of it actually when I started is the community that it actually creates at the assembly day and there's something there seems to be something therapeutic about the fact that people can actually touch what they have purchased and what is going to go to somebody else it's a physical thing that they can they can see the difference that they're making and it's quite therapeutic making up the kits and being together and as much as I have invited men my the door has always been open to the men coming on the assembly day it's it's mainly been women (laughs) and often women who have never met before and the the vibe and the community it's created at the assembly day um so many things have come from that as well other people have started their assembly days schools have contacted me they've wanted to support and do their own assembly day new friendships have been made and and that's been such a wonderful um, byproduct that I, I didn't even know was coming, which has been pretty cool. Isn't that great? I really love that community focus um, while helping people across the world. And I'll just jump back out again. Improving maternal health is one of the World Health this. Organization's key priorities. Their target is to reduce the global maternal mortality ratio to less than 70 per 100,000 live births by 2030. I encourage you to have a look at their maternal mortality fact sheet to read more about the work which is being done. They report that between 1990 and 2015, maternal mortality worldwide dropped by about 44%. And as for the work of the Birthing Kit Foundation, since its humble beginnings in Adelaide in 1999 to their last published count in June 2015, it has distributed 1.3 million birthing kits to women giving birth in remote regions of developing countries. By conservative estimates, this number of kits would have saved the lives of tens of thousands of women and babies. 
The positive effects of the kits and the training funded by the Foundation also extends to a reduction in other non-life-threatening infections for mother and baby. Training has helped to reduce some harmful cultural practices and inspired other organisations to establish birthing huts and midwifery clubs with communities. I'll leave a link to the Birthing Kit Foundation's impact statement in the description for this episode if you would like to read more, along with some links to other resources which I have found very informative. And how about this for a brilliant anecdote from the Foundation? In 2009 in Afghanistan, the Birthing Kit Foundation's local distribution partner reported that after the distribution of 2,359 kits, only one woman died and no babies. The expected death rate at that time was 44 to 118 women and 330 to 400 babies. I think that we're all connected, no matter, no matter where you live. And I kind of think where you're born is um, potluck, really. And if you're lucky enough to be born in a place like Australia, we don't have to worry about these kind of things. But if you're born in rural Uganda um, and that's where you pop up, you don't necessarily have the facilities and services that um, a Western city would have. So I see humanity the whole of humanity as my community and that if you have it within yourself, you have the means, you have um, the drive to be able to support others, uh, I think that, um, you know, the ocean is no boundary really. And whether you're my, my sister in my own backyard or my sister in a different country, um, I think we all need to support each other. We are coming up to the first anniversary of safely bringing our baby into the world. And to celebrate, we are holding an assembly day. If you're in Canberra and would like to help out, please get in touch. I will leave details about how to get in touch in the description for this episode. If you loved hearing Catherine's perspective today, please let me know. I'm so grateful to her for her time. So I'd love to share your own thoughts with her as my thanks. If you're anywhere in the world at all and feel called to support this cause, please act. You have the power to change the world. You say bear? I'm Sarah, and you've been listening to The Average Mama.